The three of us are back together again. Yes. Jen literally just walked through the door, so we like haven't even really been able to say hello. Jen, welcome back. Thank you. Yeah, welcome back. It is great to see you. It's good to be back. Um, it's good to be back. Tell us all of the things. How was the how was the wedding? How was the 18 hour car ride home and back to Charleston? Um, the wedding was good. The car ride back up to Mac- Massachusetts was really smooth um i drove literally like the entire way except for an hour and a half Mm -hmm. um the car ride the other day was not terrible i don't like that you guys can see my fat rolls on here you said you were gonna fix that no all right so i can't can you crop no no now now we can't we were going for waist up here or boobs up if you guys want me to do that i i'm gonna need one more camera in the story (laughs) Because I, <laughs> that camera is pointing at both you guys, so I can't get you guys both in there unless I have another camera. All right, so this is just going to be motivation for me to finally like lose we, weight. Do you want you want blanket? We can put blankets yeah. over one another. I I did try, but I it won't let me. I, or or we like I at least I have the flexibility of like leaning back and forth on this this I stool. don't have that flexibility. Because um, if be I worse for me, so to but do I want that, you to see my Bucky shirt. To do that, I have to great. zoom in. So to do that, I have to zoom in. So I would need one more camera. So if you can convince her to pull it out of the budget to get us one more camera. No, no. A blanket is fine. I'll just sit under a blanket. Okay. I mean, it is an icebox in here. John keeps it at 65 now. Wow, that's four degrees lower (laughs) than normal. Alex Alex says he can see beaver. Yes. (laughs) Oh, that beaver. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yes i got my i got the shirt at bucky's which i know is like a big deal in a bunch of states probably mostly texas i think but i but they just built one in south carolina it was on the way so i had to stop there what is it bucky's it's like a rest stop but it's more than a rest stop it's like a grocery store they have like fresh food kind of like yeah. a wawa and i had to get Holy a t-shirt shit. i mean the yeah. t-shirt looks great i know it's i love it i love the hang on let me see the it back. says living my best life in south carolina that is pretty great it's true yeah i like that a lot it's so weird being i home. love that freaking logo man yeah well i didn't get anything bucky's but i got you something from bucky's oh both of you guys thank you jen let's enjoy oh thank you jen Drama <gasps> handmade in Texas. That is so sweet. Drama llama. I love for that. John. He is full of drama. Mm-hmm. It's perfect. It's perfect for the thing back so there. I, so like, I felt like it would be good for both of you because it's the definition of John and Nicole can just hold up the sign when you're being a diva. I have a fucking crazy story tonight. No one has ever heard of this story. No one's ever done it. Jen, can I get you like a, a Diet Coke or something? Because I am I needed one today, too. I didn't really sleep well last night. I got night, coffee so. if you want. I don't need any coffee. I'm having withdrawals from caffeine because I literally drank so much coffee and took Adderall on this drive home because we were stuck in oh, traffic man, for I so long. Pop a natty right now. Um, <laughs> and so like my body is on caffeine, but I would take a water if you have a water I certainly or can a get you. or something. Oh, yeah. I'm dehydrated. Do you want, um, I think I have... <laughs> Would you like a uh, spin drift? I think I have a grapefruit one chilled. Um, yeah, that's fine. Yeah, thanks. Oh wait, this is my herpes medication. I mean, oh that oh, wasn't. Oh, okay. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I keep that in the bathroom. <laughs> Welcome back, Jen. Glad to have you back. Been requeezing with Nicole. We're doing two parts today. One for the Supremo. Okay. I mean, it's one of those kind of small unknown cases, but it is kind of a two-parter. So I am going to do both parts today. One for the public, one for the Supremo. And then I want to do the... Oh, no, no, no. She's going to knock that computer off. Then I want to do... Oh, she's peeing. She's peeing on the carpet. (laughs) What the fuck is 
What's going on? <laughs> anyway, I want to do this. No, get the dogs out of here. Hi, girl. I had I literally had all three of them were right on top of me right before this. They were all they were both just sitting outside the door, even though there's a doggy oh. door. And I was like, you guys can come in. It's okay. <laughs> Hubble's just chilling in the living room, probably like, oh, he's afraid. He, he's he's a little nervous. He got booted. But welcome to Sean and Amanda. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Two newest tacos who've joined in the last two days. One Wait, joined yesterday. Who, who was I'm sorry? I was Sean and Amanda. Mm -hmm. Sean and Amanda, thank you guys so much. So I've got to do all of our uh, Supremo stickers for the month of uh, June. That'll be my uh, task tomorrow. It's July now. I cannot believe it. I can't believe it's July 4th weekend. Ugh. It's crazy. All right, you guys ready to... This is a crazy story. This is an insane story. Before we do, we yeah. have a surprise shot. All right, let's do it. This is for Erica. This is a specific request for Miss Erica. So thank you, Erica. Oh my God, you forgot how to fucking play it, didn't you? No, I was waiting for her to finish talking. <laughs> and, and on one of the... On the... I think it was the... Last episode, you guys did one of them. You were like, Jen would murder us if if we sang her song. You know what you should do? You should we, record me yes. singing the song. And that way, if I'm ever not here, you can just plug it in. So it's like I'm singing it. Yeah, but what about the live stream? They're going to know. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'll type it out. Or I'll, be, I'll just FaceTime it. Um, all right. Surprise shots. Surprise shots. We don't know what they are because they're a surprise. All right. This better be terrible. Well, what is it? Who keeps requesting these shots with stuff in it? Are you serious? Is this another one of those fucking shots? <laughs> it may or may not have something curdled. All right, it. number one, per you gotta request. you gotta tell us because if we don't know, we could choke and die, and that would be shitty. And that's probably how what, I would die. Are you die. gonna chew on it? Like what? Just like open your throat and let it go down. Okay, that's what she said. I'm a man. I don't open my throat unless you pay me fifty <laughs> bucks. <laughs> Speaking of, we do still have the last part of the Eileen Warnos case that we need to do. Yeah. Cheers, guys. Speaking of Cheers. deep throating, yeah. Okay. <laughs> Other than the curdled yeah. part, it tasted good. Yeah, it's good. It's sweet. Yeah. That was the brain hemorrhage, mm. peach schnapps, Irish liqueur, and grenadine. Very similar. I think we took one just like yeah, that. We for just did didn't, we, didn't we do a brain hemorrhage? Yeah, the brain something. It was the, I think it was the zombie brain was the other oh, one that we did. It's a lot of but brains it was like here. Virtually the same ingredients, so just maybe a different name. I just mm. like peach schnapps and grenadine combination. Mm. I really think we should just drink just that. that. Mm -hmm. But just put some like vodka in it or something. Call it or a Or just day. like, oh, that would be really good with um unsweet tea. Put yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That might be what we what I go mix up I might for the next go get episode. Some, some peach crown and mix it with some sweet tea. I think that would be good. Oh, yeah. All right. Let's freaking do this. I am so excited because this case is fucking nuts. And I'm sure you guys will share my excitement. All right, everyone. Welcome to Talk Murder Me podcast. If you're new here, this is a twice weekly podcast i put out episodes tuesday or we put out episodes tuesdays and thursdays at 9 a.m eastern standard time we also live stream every saturday at 1 p.m eastern standard time if you're a supporter a taco supremo you can stay and stay on and watch us after this episode we'll provide you a private link and that's more interactive for the next story 
And you definitely want to do that. But, and thank you so much for everyone that has already supported us and you guys that are on now. So thank you so much. Amazing. Anyway, tonight I have a a crazy story. Like I said, I don't think anyone's done this. You know, I'm not just saying that. I actually (laughs) don't think they've done it. But tonight we are going to April 15th, 2014. We're going to Calgary. Ooh. I'm going to pull up Google Earth right now. So tonight we are going to 1-1 Butler Crescent, Calgary. This is where we're going to tonight. If you want to describe this house, this is a 1-1 Butler Crescent. This is in Alberta, Calgary. Um, it, It's hard to tell what the tree in front. Is it a, uh, right? it's it's like like a, a split level? Is that what they're called? Yeah. Um, home with a carport and no, garage. It's like a detached garage. Yeah. yeah. Let me um go around the street here. It looks like a pretty nice neighborhood. Yeah. Yeah. This is Oh, look at that beautiful tree. That's it in the back. Yeah, trees are nice until it's like fall. Yeah. It's really hard to see. There is a a background or a there's a a little area back here and there was like a fire pit and everything else. Okay. This this house right here is where this story takes place and it was a house party on the night we're going to. So as I said we are going to April 15th, 2014. This is a Tuesday. Well, it's the wee hours in a Tuesday. So it's actually Monday night. And it's a house party. About 30 people arrive. And it may get a little more than that, but it's in and out traffic. But the peak, I would say, is about 30 people. Okay. So, And this is real late. We're talking 1 a.m. in the morning. This is the wee, wee hours. Okay, so these people at this party are actually celebrating the end of a university term. So they just, and this is the University of Calgary. They're all friends there, or most of them. And they all are celebrating the end of winter semester. But you see in this photo, there's crime. With the crime scene tape. Crime yep, scene it's tape. no longer since peaceful and serene anymore. Since it's in Canada, do you think that their police tape says, do not cross, please? <laughs> if you wouldn't mind, perhaps. Do, do not cross, eh? <laughs> I just they're so polite there. If it wouldn't be too much to ask. (laughs) (laughs) Oh shit! I love it. I I mean, like other than the terrible murders we've covered, I like Canada. Yeah, Yeah. Uh, I mean, I don't like the cold, but Canadian people are super great. Yeah, I mean, I would love to commit a crime there because apparently you can't get in trouble there. (laughs) They feel bad. You remember the prosecuting (laughs) the Vince Lee case? Yes. Uh, Canada's great. And, of course, the Carla Homolka case. Mm. Yeah. I could really go for some poutine. Mm. Fries and gravy. What the fuck? Is that Canadian? Yes. Mm -hmm. Oh, okay. I was like, what the fuck? (laughs) There's a place on John's Island that has it, but... Oh, that's far. Yeah. But sounds delicious. (laughs) Did you see... All right. Did you see Putin's obese general? (laughs) Holy shit. Can I show you? Sure. (laughs) All right. So the... I have not seen said... Let let me show you. This is fucking crazy, dude. So, like, the headlines were Putin is scraping the bottom of the barrel type of shit, and he's running out of options. Listen, we all can't be shirtless (laughs) flying airplanes like Putin himself. But anyway, so he brought this general out of retirement. (laughs) He's ridiculous. Let me show you. This is the photo right here. Oh. Okay, I was not expecting that. <laughs> I, I'll be honest. Oh, uh, what the fuck? Where'd it go? Oh, <laughs> he's huge. <laughs> um, they probably had to custom make his fatigue. They did. I mean, 
I would imagine. But like the all the headlines are something like photo of a beast Russian general prompt speculation. <laughs> I mean, uh, maybe he's a desk guy, you know? But he's a... Yeah. <laughs> but still. I don't know. Fuck? Hey, obesity is a disease. No, okay? I get it. But that's kind of a bad look if you're trying to take over a fucking country. Maybe he's super smart. <laughs> yeah, he, he must have some redeeming qualities. I'm fat. No, I... I'm not saying that. I'm just saying that. I don't know. Okay. There were 30 people at this party. He's not going to make his fitness, his passes fitness test. He's he not doesn't gonna need pass to. the presidential fitness yeah. test. He's a fucking, like, the highest general. You don't can... they still have to do, so, like, an annual thing? No. Well, so. Well, who knows? It's guys that come out of retirement to serve the needs of the army. They're like, exempt. I can just imagine them calling me. I'd be like, yeah, I'll show up, and I ain't going to hardly do shit, you know? Like, I'm not going to show up on time. Like, fuck off. You can type of shit, you know? Just give yeah, me but a gun, I feel I'll like that's not an option in Russia either. <laughs> All right, thirty people were thirty people were at this party. A neighbor, and it's pretty close. pretty close houses, as y'all saw. A neighbor, his name was Doug Jones, said, "Quote: They were just kind of hanging out. They had a fire pit going, having a few beers." They weren't loud at all whatsoever. So what do you think could happen here at this party? Because obviously there's a terrible, terrible murder that happens mm-hmm. or murders that happens. So any any idea or should I just run on through it? Someone got angry over a round of beer pong. As I said, there were about 30 people at the house, but a lot of them left around this time. It's 1 a.m. in the morning. And as you do, probably even in Canada, I would imagine, I know us Americans do it, but... You send a group of friends to the McDonald's because you're a fucking drunk and you know McDonald's is going to satisfy that craving. You know, I, I can just imagine getting the big 50 count. Was it 50 count, right? Mm-hmm. Or is it more than that now? Mm, Isn't there like nuggets? a 200 count? No. Oh. I thought, uh, I think there is a You can definitely do 50. Yeah. Yeah. I know they we've do 20. What do we get 50. for the dogs? Yeah. We, I think we've definitely done a 50 count yeah. before. Well, I don't know, but a quarter pounder of cheese sounds good, oh, right? God, yeah, it does. Mm. So at this house, at this point, and I'm not going to bog you guys down with names, but there are about seven names that we are going to specifically go into. But there are more at the party. However, like a lot of people are out on the fire pit. They're in their car, whatever. But when the owner of the home, his name is McCabe. Okay. Mm-hmm. He's going to be important. When the owner of that home takes, he takes four other party goers to McDonald's to pick up food for everyone. Anyone that wants food, right? He's going to get a whole bunch of stuff. Mm -hmm. So this is one o'clock, as I said, 1 a.m. in the morning. In the house at this point, there are the following people. Lawrence Hong, Joshua Hunter, Caitlin Paris, P-E-R-R-A-S, Zachariah Raithwell, and Jordan Segura and a Terry Lewis and also the the important character we're talking about tonight, Matthew DeGrood. So it's D-E-G-R-O-O-D. I've seen it both ways. The D-E space G-R-R-O-E or whatever mm-hmm. and then together. So Matthew DeGrood is who we're really going to be talking about tonight. All right. So you guys, you guys following me? Yep. All mm-hmm. right. Now, that one group has went to McDonald's, and it's right down the street. So they drive. It's literally three blocks away, and they're back at 1.15. So probably 13 minutes the whole trip. As this group pulls into the driveway, they start to get out of the car, and they hear screaming. 
And this is going to get pretty fucking intense. All right, so you guys better fucking buckle up. <laughs> 13 minutes is a, that's a good turnaround time for that McDonald's. Yeah. Because you already have five people. Four it people. is like one in the morning. Yeah, but sometimes they don't make as much food at that point. Not all house, McDonald's are even open that late. Yeah, and if you have a house full of people, I mean, that's pretty good. Yeah. Hey, How's that McDonald's? For you guys in uh, Canada, do y'all have um, do y'all have cookout? You know, cookout? Yeah. Because mm-hmm. they are open late. We don't have it up north. Oh, okay. Well, you wouldn't have it then in Canada. I mean, unless someone from the south moved to Canada and opened one. All right. Well, it's, it's a whole franchising thing. He's got to get approval and stuff. You know. True, true. Seems you know, like a lot of bureaucracy. Black we, red tape. So like we... Well, they we, do have Tim Hortons in Connecticut. Oh, interesting. We weren't actually going to do this. We we're just kind of entertaining it to, to see what it would be like. To open a McDonald's, you would need at least a million dollars in liquid assets. So yeah, basically Yeah, because you guys cash. are thinking about Panera, right? No, yes. We're, I mean, we're if, not gonna if we could afford one. that It no, was before, missing no. one. Before, in this area. Just because it's missing it doesn't mean it's going to be successful. Is it not successful? Not when that fucking Chick-fil-A's down there. That's what you need to... Totally different. We need to fucking get into religion and get into the Chick-fil-A thing. Don't they make you work from the yeah, bottom? Mm-hmm. All right. So, so here we go. Guys, this is going to be in fucking tents. So stay with me. These five people are in the car. They just got back from McDonald's. They're getting the food. They're about to go inside. However, as soon as they step out the car, they hear this awful blood-curdling scream. Uh, It's a female. And I mean, maybe it, maybe it some you know maybe some asshole like threw a spider on her or something like may it's, you know everyone's drunk everyone's having a good time there's been no confrontations at this party so all right you know everything's fine anyway the female scream comes in and another person that was at the house that I mentioned Joshua Hunter this man almost breaks down the 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 door so if you see real quick I'm gonna pull back up the the photo of the house real quick. So that front door right there, mm-hmm. he almost breaks that down. Now there's a screen there. So what I'm thinking is the front door was open, the screen was closed. And he barrels through that screen door, not like he's pushing it, but like his whole body goes through through it, you know? Mm-hmm. It just flies open. Now the all four of the other guys are in the driveway at this point with the food. So they're just sitting there like, what the hell is going on? His body, his body breaks through the front door. This is Joshua Hunter. And this man, Matthew DeGrood, is right behind him with a with a non serrated knife, a huge chef's knife over his head, chasing after this man. So the door, the screen door flies open. Joshua Hunter kind of stumbles. He falls to the ground. The people are in the driveway like, what the hell's going on? They notice that this man, Joshua Hunter, is covered in blood already, mm-hmm. like red all over. It's dark outside, but they can still see it just dripping. He takes off running. Matthew DeGrood is right behind him with a, a chef's knife above his head, chasing at him at full force. This is crazy. If, Wait, if, wasn't he one of the ones that went to the McDonald's? No, 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 no. That's McCabe. Oh. What you're reading is from the police report here. Mr. DeGrood chased Mr. Hunter southbound down Butler Crescent. Mr. McCabe ran after Mr. DeGrood and caught up to him about 150 meters from the house. Mr. DeGrood was holding the knife above his head with the blade pointed downward. 
I'm picturing like one of those big butcher yeah. knives. It's a huge like knife. Like a cleaver. It, yeah, it, yeah, it is. That's what I'm picturing. It's a huge knife. And I showed you the house. I showed you the streets. So now you're sitting there with your McDonald's bag. This bloody guy runs out of the house. And now he's running down the street. And this other guy is chasing him with a freaking knife. I mean, can you imagine I would initially think, oh, my God, please be some kind of practical joke or something. At this point, McCabe, he's the owner of the house and best friends with this guy, Matthew DeGroote. Mm -hmm. Okay, the owner of the house, McCabe, he runs after him full speed southwest going after him. So he doesn't stab this man to death. Joshua Hunter to death. This guy, I mean, this is brave as hell. He runs after him and actually grabs his his hand. No, the hand where the knife is about to come down. He goes up behind him, grabs his hand and wrestles him. Oh, damn. With this knife in his hand. Okay. Yeah. Finally. Take some guts. DeGrood drops the knife. Now, it's dark outside, but one thing that McCabe notices is that McGrude is wi- McGrude. It sounds like McGruber. I was just literally <laughs> thinking that I was, I was yeah. singing this theme song in my head. Well, when I when I was doing the story, it's like McCabe and DeGrude. It sounds kind of like McGruber. So DeGrude, I might just call him Matthew because it's going to mess me up. All right. It's dark outside, but McCabe can see that Matthew DeGrude is wearing gloves. They're these medical latex gloves. So he had the time to like put the gloves on. Where the hell do these gloves come from? Yeah. You know, Joshua Hunter, the one that was running, the one that was already stabbed, makes his way back. He does kind of a a U-turn, runs back towards the house after... McCabe is kind of wrestling him down. Joshua Hunter makes his way back to the house and he collapses right there in the grass. Right where you saw that police tape is where he collapses. So he didn't quite make it. No, he didn't make it. He was already stabbed. All right. So I, I'm sorry. Did you say whose house it was? Like, is it a parent's house? Is it is it someplace that they're renting? No, these a- are college students. So it's McCabe and like one or two other roommates. Okay, yeah. Okay, that's how I was wondering if okay. it was a roommate situation or if it was they were at someone's parents' house. At this point, DeGrood looks at his friend McCabe. They've been friends forever since childhood. And he says the following, quote, this is the first thing out of his mouth. First thing he said after it's like, what the fuck are you doing? He looks at his friend and says, quote, it was the night of the long knives. Fucking crazy, isn't it? Shit's getting what? fucking crazy. It's Was he on some serious <laughs> drugs where he thinks he's playing a game? I'll go ahead and address that question now. There was no alcohol, no drugs. There was alcohol at the party. But Mr. DeGruy did not take any. No. Drugs or alcohol? No. However, as I'll mention probably in the next episode, he did have a stint in 11th grade where he was sent to rehab for a year for drugs. Okay. But that's just going to kind of muddy the Is this the like another Reddit thing that he saw somewhere? Hmm. Huh? Like that, the case with the... Like the, like he, they, he felt like it was a thing he had to do like that night or like, remember when we covered the, the creepypasta cases where they see these things and then they decide that they have to do that. I know what you're trying to say. The night, the night of the long knives reminds me of the night of the broken glass. Mm. Um, Mr. DeGrude told Mr. McCabe that it was the night of the long knives and took off running southbound towards Brentwood Boulevard. Mr. McCabe threw the knife onto the roadway and chased after Mr. DeGrood, catching up to him after about 200 meters. 
Mr. McCabe grabbed Mr. DeGroote and told him to calm down and come back to the house. Mr. DeGroote pulled away and Mr. DeCabe pushed Mr. DeGroote up against a parked vehicle. So now I told you this shit's intense and it gets more intense. This is just the upwards of the roller coaster here. We're about to batter see this. That's fucked up. (laughs) DeGroote says, all right, all right. And they're both out of breath at this point. DeGroote then looks down at his bloody hands. He puts them on his friend McCabe's shirt he smears all the blood, Joshua Hunter's blood, all over his shirt, the front of his shirt, just like on purpose, just smears it all over there. So this guy is looking down like, what the fuck is going on? And then he steps back and looks at his friend and says, quote, now we're blood brothers. Oh, I don't like that. This is fucking creepy. <laughs> DeGroote uh. then reaches into his pocket. He starts playing in his pocket, and he's got a box cutter in his pocket. Is this why you said you needed to get a new box cutter at the Home Depot the other day? <laughs> no, what? I thought you were about to like show it for the story really quick. I should, because this is a really nice one. I know. <laughs> I thought maybe you needed it as a prop. Watch out. Uh, we need a new it. box cutter. <laughs> no, I was just cutting holes in the wall. Shamer Rama coming through with title suggestions again. Zagrood, where's my car? I like that. That's cool. Oh, that's good. She really wants some titles. Oh, she's pretty good. Yeah. She's all right. She ain't as good as me, though. I don't know. She's she's coming after you. He reaches into his, his pocket. He kind of pulls it out, the, the box cutter, because McCabe can see it. But it's almost like a warning. He kind of pulls it out. This is after, after the whole Blood Brothers thing. And then he says the following. Now, these are all exact quotes. Don't get in my way or you would be next. Ooh. Meaning he's already killed somebody, maybe? Well, yeah, Joshua Hunter's uh, already stabbed. He, oh, he's I don't know if he was dead. So McCabe's like, fuck, okay, go. Like, don't kill me. DeGrood runs off. The police arrive at this point. The canine dog was instantly dispatched. I actually put that in my notes. Woof, woof, woof. <laughs> I'm so stupid. The you dog, just really wanted to remind yourself to bark. The dog catches up to DeGrood and bites him right in the arm. And just, all right. What do you guys think so far? <laughs> this is fucking crazy. But let's let's see what. <laughs> I know. Next. I'm like, where are we going from here? Who are we killing? <laughs> yeah. Constable Constable Sean McGillivary was one of the three arresting officers. There's three officers that show up. Between them and the dog, they all could barely subdue this man. The constable said it's really it was really surprising how slimly built this man is. And I'm going to show you DeGroote. He's he's uh, I don't know, 150 pounds. He's like a skinny. he's like a runner. There's like one picture where he's like running a marathon. Very skinny, slimly built, but almost impossible to subdue. The German Shepherd even had a a hard time. This dog was latched onto his arm and he still would not submit, would not submit. He was still fighting the police. Now, this is crazy. Now, this is from the police report. Quote, it was almost as if he was levitating off the ground. His body. (laughs) That's fucking nuts. His body wasn't touching the ground other than his hands and his feet. So his, I mean, you know. So he was planking? No, well, planking, but the other way around, I'm thinking. So he's on his back. Oh. And he is like, oh. 
like, you know, like a bridge, like convulsing. No, not convulsing. Just kind of like, I don't know, like, like there's a, like a yoga pose or something or like a hip hop dance move. Break dancing. He's mm. just mm. it looks like he's levitating. There's a dog gnawing on his arm. There are three burly. These are burly cops, too. These are the maple syrup cops right here, man. <laughs> <laughs> these are big guys. They are having so much trouble, and they're on top of him, and he's still levitating them, like the Eleven on Stranger Things, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, making mm-hmm. shit fly up all over the place. The defense lawyer says of this case, quote, almost superhuman-type strength? Yes, the officer replied. They handcuffed DeGrood in his right pants pocket. They're searching for weapons. They find box cutter, throw it down in his right pants pocket. They pull out, one of the officers pull out something. It kind of crumbles in their hand. Crumbles in their hand. It's like, what the fuck is this? In his pocket was a clove of garlic. I told you this shit is fucking nuts. He's protecting <laughs> himself from vampires? Have you guys even heard of this shit? <laughs> Jesus. Wait, but was so... he cooking something and like saving it for later or thwarting vampires? Maybe it's like a voodoo thing. The, the cop says, I haven't found garlic on too many people. I asked him what it was for, and he said, for the vampires. Oh, so yeah, it was for vampires. And this is the last thing before we get into the the scene of the crime. But the officers are yelling at him. Do you even know what you've done? What the fuck? You're all just lashing out, lashing out on this this man, this boy. Mm Mm-hmm. 2021, DeGroote calmly and silently looks up and says, quote, I am the son of God. I was born in an incubator and I'm an alien, end quote. (laughs) Wait, Alex (laughs) called it. He said alien, a giant alien. (laughs) This is him right here getting taken to the hospital. He's not a big guy, is he? He looks tall, but thin. You guys can see him there? Incubator. <laughs> he was born in an incubator. An alien. <laughs> what do you guys think of this shit, man? Fucking insane. Anyway, that was the first episode. <laughs> I'm just, I'm like, where are we, where, where are we going with this? I don't. This is fucking crazy. He's got garlic in his pocket. He's not on drugs. He's but saying he's, he's an, an alien. alien. Why would he need to worry about the vampires? Yeah. I feel like vampires if, wouldn't attack aliens. All right. Let, I, yeah, we're we're crossing a whole lot of sci-fi fantasy. In, someone's gonna in this. someone's gonna tune into this episode that works in Hollywood and be like, "That is a great story yeah. idea," and yeah. we'll have a vampire versus alien movie. <laughs> I mean, they've made a lot of vampire versus. Is it vampire versus Abraham Lincoln? Is that isn't that one? Yeah, yeah, Abraham Lincoln, va- vampire slayer, or something like that. Or let, that's about right. Then alien versus predator. Why can't they do alien versus vampire? Why let me not? A- let me ask you something. When the cop goes and the cops, the three cops, they put the dog back in the car. When they go into the house, what's in the house? We started Blood. this story with what? A party. Yeah, but. When they got back from McDonald's, the first thing they heard was what? A scream. A woman's scream. Where's the woman? Was everyone else who didn't go to McDonald's killed? Maybe he was like attacking her like he was a vampire. Is he an alien Ooh. vampire? Was he trying to suck her blood? The police Did he chief, give her a hickey? The police Ooh. chief said the police chief says the following. The scene was horrific. It was extremely difficult. It was a gruesome bloody scene that would ra- that would rattle even the most experienced detective. These are the bodies that were found in the house. Oh. Five people. There's the female screamer in the front. Excuse okay. me. Excuse me. Four of these were found in the house. Josh Hunter uh-huh. was obviously outside. Right. The female which we're going to get to almost made it outside. 
every one of these that you're seeing, all five of these are deceased. Wow. From oh wait, let's go back for a second. All right. And they're all like every, they're all college kids. They all they look like kids. Yeah, this is uh, like yeah. I said, this is um you know oh. the uh, celebrating the winter semester. This at one a.m. Everyone's happy. There's been no confrontations. McCabe's like, let's go get some McDonald's. Who wants to go with me? At 113, 1.13. Five people managed to die in that 15 minutes. At 1.13 or be murdered. AM, Joshua Hunter is laying on the freaking grass, and there are four dead bodies in the house. The police chief says the scene inside was horrific, extremely difficult. It was gruesome. A bloody scene that would rattle even the most experienced detective. Inside the house, five teens, or not five teens, five college-aged... Young adults. Young adults, university students, were slain within 13 minutes. 13 minutes, they were all dead. Because that's the McDonald's trip took about 13 to 15 minutes. And that's when they, you know, that's how they know that. I'm assuming it was like a, a scene from a horror movie inside with blood everywhere. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, like you said, it was gruesome. A bloody scene that would rattle any detective. There was, I'm going to run through the victims right now. There were seven in the house. One of them was the killer, Matthew DeGrood, but seven in total, including him. One was upstairs. He was sleeping. It was uh, upstairs, and I guess DeGrood didn't hear him up there. But as Zachariah Rathwell, 21 years old, him and Josh Hunter, the one that ran out and collapsed on the ground, they were in a band together. And a pan- I did look up a YouTube video of them playing. It sounded, I mean, it's not my type of music. It's like, uh, we call it, not hi- hippie music, not hip, hip hipster music, like oh. a kind of... Uh, Alt rock? Yeah, all, yeah, yeah, yeah. Kind of like Coldplay or something mm. like that. But apparently they've been selling out shows and they were on the up and up. Like two days, if they would have, if this wouldn't have happened two days after this, they had a sold out show to go to. And they were, they were getting pretty big. Like us. So Zachariah Rathwell, Rathwell, 21 years old and Josh Hunter, 23, they were bandmates. A Jordan Segura, and I'm going to show you each one of them's photo. Jordan Segura, 22 years old, was pursuing a degree in religious studies and Ironically, also in the funeral business. So these are all the decedents we're talking about. Caitlin Paras, P-E-R-R-A-S, 23. She was a gifted ballet student, beautiful and vibrant. She was the one that that almost made it because she was found going towards the back door. She bolted out, and but she couldn't get that last step before he stabbed her. And then, and she was the one that screamed. That they heard. Lawrence Hong, 27. He's from the Philippines, an urban student, just like Matthew DeGrood. And as well, he was a committed volunteer. Because as you'll see, Matthew Matthew DeGrood was also a committed volunteer. Does like bring the mood down a lot? (laughs) Well... We are talking about the victims, so that's a hard, not uh, hard. Uh, someone at the party called 911 at about 1.20 a.m. Tuesday. When police arrived, they found three men dead inside the house. Officers found a fourth man suffering from critical stab wounds on the front lawn. The female victim, who was also critically injured, was found inside the house. Paramed- paramedics took both victims to the hospital where they died. So they're talking about the female and Josh Hunter. Apparently, they were dead on arrival at the hospital. So, you know, this was the worst mass homicide in Calgary's history. Wow. And not only that, it's this is known as like a mass mass killing, obviously. Right. 
Right. We're going to talk about, he's, I'm going to tell you what happened in his own words here as we go through this. This is before Matthew DeGrood, which I showed you his photo, right? I think yes. I did. Yeah, you showed us laying on the stretcher. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. He was very skinny. Well, let me show you his actual. Lanky. Jinx. Let me actually show you his, uh, his, uh, his real photo. Yeah. He looks a lot like one of the other victims, that I thought. Yeah, um, right? Is he Asian American? Yeah. We're going to get to to all his background. Um, Has I braces. Mean, young guy. Yeah, very young. Dark hair. I thought DeGrood was a... Um, a Dutch name. Well, maybe his dad is Dutch. Yeah, maybe. What do you think his dad does for a living? He's uh, an engineer. <laughs> yeah. Really? He, no, but... Oh, I was like, wow, that was a great guess. <laughs> <laughs> does he work at the McDonald's? No, he does not work the, at the McDonald's. The university uh, that they went to. No, that's that's also a good guess. I'll, I'll get to his, his father here in a second. Is he... Actually, I'll just Work tell on you. the set of Ancient Aliens? Actually, I'll just tell you right now. This murder happened. One of the people to get the first call was his father. He is, Matthew DeGroote, is the son of a senior Calgary police officer, a 33-year veteran, Inspector Doug DeGroote. Oh. That's like the highest you can go. In, in Canada, I'm pretty sure. Like, we don't have inspectors here, I'm pretty sure. Um, I don't know. Wouldn't that be like the same thing as a detective? I don't know. I don't know. I guess maybe. Well, when you, no, I don't know. I, Ashley may know. Yeah, Ashley. Ashley. What's the, what's the ranking? Like, what's the guy from Pink Panther? He was an inspector. All right. This is before the murder. You just saw Matthew DeGrood, mm-hmm. not a killer, right? I mean, this guy is a, you said he looked like one of the he other looked, people. Yeah. He looked like he was a, a fr- like friend, you know, friendly kid. Didn't nothing unusual or like from his physical appearance that I would be like, oh, getting a vibe here, you know? Yeah, a lot, a lot of killers are like that. Yeah, Ted, you know, Ted Bundy was mm-hmm. a lot of ladies that loved him, all that stuff. Mm-hmm. So Matthew DeGrood, all through high school, he's worked at Safeway, and he never ever missed a day of work. He's always on mm-hmm. time. He's the perfect employee. And actually, he was at work before this party. At 2.30 to 11 p.m. was when his shift was supposed to go for 2.30 to 11 p.m. Now, this is from the the police report, if you want to to read this. The assistant manager at Safeway, Mrs. Lauderout, saw Mr. DeGrood about four times in the store prior to 8.30 p.m. on April 14th, 2014. His behavior was somewhat unusual, and she noted that Mr. DeGrood was posting weird stuff on Facebook while he was at work that day. Between 5.51 p.m. and 6.38 p.m., Mr. DeGrood sent a number of text messages to his mother, including the following. In Frankenstein, Victor Frankenstein never kills anyone, so he has nothing to fear. And he doesn't care about money. Look up my Chinese astrology. Book of Revelations. Hmm. It's almost like he was like sh- sending a Google list to his mom. Yeah. Like things to Google later. Hmm. It, you know? it continued. Was that all in one message or was no, it just this is different. like each each is a listed as a bullet. So oh. and he's sending all these to his mom, his mom and dad. So his mom and okay. I'll get to this. But in 11th grade, Matthew DeGrood spent a year in rehab for drugs. Mm-hmm. His friends actually told his parents, which is kind of like. Up. So he was, but he was sober. But that's how bad it was. But he was sober at the time of this incident. Mm-hmm. Like yeah, he had yeah. not been under the influence. Mm-hmm. Hmm. I am descended from Pontius Pilate and Hitler? Question mark. One in the same. Hot Fuzz the movie is the real story. That is a good movie. Have I've seen never that? seen it's it. Got, it's um, funny. What's his name in it? The guy. The yes. The, the guy. Uh, mm-hmm. The Shaun of the Dead dude. Oh yeah. Between 6.28 p.m. and 6.36 p.m., Mr. DeGrood sent a number of text messages to his father. 
The text messages included the following. I am definitely your son, Uranus and Leo and Metal Goat. It's all there. All literature tells the same story to look up the Rothschilds. Illuminati. Tupac reincarnation seven day theory. Mary doesn't have to die this time. Operation Mind Crime to American Soldier. Just read it. Did you know Hitler was a Rothschild? I think we talked about that on one of our episodes. I mean, that's very interesting. Like, those are all totally freaking random. <laughs> Conspiracy theories. Yeah, no shit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, completely random. So his parents texted him back at Safeway asking him about his mental health. His dad specifically texted him. Then he texted his father back and said, quote, Call John Ellard or Kebom Lee, end quote. Both of those guys, once they looked him up, the the officers, they were professors of psychiatry at the University of Calgary. Hmm. Kind of weird, right? At 7.51, DeGrude buys a three-bulb pack of garlic. So you remember he had the garlic in his, in his pocket. He also withdrew $500. At 8.31, he left, but he didn't take his car. Now, what do you remember what time his shift was? I said it. To 11.30. Yeah, well, 2.30 to 11 p.m. He's never been late. He's never left early. He's always been an exceptional employee. So not only does he leave at 8.31, he does clock out, but he doesn't... Did he tell anyone he was leaving? Or no, he, he, just, just he just leaves. Hmm. He, he gets the $500 at 8.29, and he does this... At his at Safeway, so he buys the garlic at Safeway at seven fifty one, and then he goes kind of continues back to work at eight twenty nine. He goes back up to the the register. He buys a bottle of garlic vitamins, or for you Canadians, Alex vitamins. Alex, um, is, Alex British. is British. I mean British. That's what I meant. Damn it. <laughs> so is Where's Darren been? I need to message him and make sure he's okay. Mm. I haven't seen him in a while. All right. So at 8.29, he gets the bottle of garlic vitamins, withdraws $500, and he leaves at 8.31. He leaves his car there. He rides the train, which is kind of odd to me, but apparently he knew exactly where he's going. To the party. R- yeah, to the party. Right before this, Mc- McCabe, which was the house owner, the one that was rounded everyone up to go to McDonald's, text him because they're, they're been child- they've been childhood friends. Told him about the party, you know, come on over. DeGrood showed up in his work uniform. We have so. Safeways here. I haven't seen one in South Carolina, but yes. There's some in, um, I know there's one in Ladson. His supervisor texted him because this guy just left and he's not known to do that. Mm-hmm. And all throughout the, the shift, she noticed him sending or doing these weird Facebook posts. She texted him asking where he was. He texted back. Quote, trust that I never hurt anyone. All will be known. And then the number five. So this is before he even gets to the party. Hmm. Now, as I said, McCabe lives at the residence of 11 Butler Crescent, which I showed you. And he one of the one of the roommates he lives with was one of the victims, Jordan Segura. So this guy, DeGruy, takes the train. He meets McCabe at 9 p.m. He's wearing his uniform and he meets McCabe at the, the gas station. If you can read this. This is all straight from the the uh, police troop. It's not it's not a police report. It's the uh, it's a document to establish facts like within the court. So it's like it's basically evidence, yeah. So evidentiary. it basically lays everything out for both both the prosecutor and the defense. It lays everything out, all the facts, kind mm-hmm. of thing. 
I think Safeway bought Hess. Really? Yeah, I think I think they're the company that bought Hess. Can someone Google that for me? At the co-op station, Mr. DeGrude handed Mr. McCabe a clove of garlic and told Mr. McCabe that he was going to need it for later. Mr. McCabe asked Mr. DeGrude if he was worried about vampires, and Mr. DeGrude responded that he was, because they are real. Mr. DeGrude also gave Mr. McCabe a long knife with a white handle and brown leather sheath which Mr. McCabe assumed Mr. DeGroote had been using in his job at Safeway. So, getting kind of weird already, right? Indeed, yes. So what do you guys think so far, man? Well, Lauren had po- posted this, and I think I'm like we're probably thinking the same thing. It would be interesting to know if he had a history of poor mental health or if this was just like an unexpected breakdown. Yeah. A well, breakdown? Or an episode. Or a fucking... I don't know. Alien abduction type of shit. All right. Brendan McCabe, like I said, childhood friend, they start, they get off the train. He meets them at the gas station, all this stuff about vampires. They walk the couple blocks back to his house, McCabe's house. And he, at the whole time, DeGroote is discussing things like the movie, The Matrix being real, which I I think that is possible. Totally simulation. But, yeah. I mean, that's a really big theory right now in today's society. Also, Barack Obama being the Antichrist, which... <laughs> if, something yes, my, if yes, my something family. my dad, my dad <laughs> believes. Depending on your political beliefs, perhaps, perhaps Obama's still fucking up everything. <laughs> Literally to blame conversations that are in the household. <laughs> McCabe then said that. Well, he told the police that this guy, his friend, was definitely acting weird during those. So th- this tells me that even this type of behavior is not like normal. Oh yeah, him. not normal. So this is not a like he doesn't have these sort of outbursts typically. Even I'm not talking the physical violence. I mean, like even the Facebook messages or the. Text oh no, messages. no, That's he's unusual a he's a good him. guy. I mean, you know. Well, was so during the three hours that he was at the party, he was, quote, laid back and relaxed, no confrontations, and he did not consume any drugs or alcohol. Not that anyone has saw. This is the end of part one. Part two is perhaps more unbelievable and shocking than what you've just heard. So if you just can't wait, you can find the full story on our YouTube channel right now. To support this podcast, listen to all of our unlisted episodes, enjoy ad-free episodes, request stories, or just talk to the gang. Head over to our Patreon and make it rain.